Hey y'all, you're listening to The Coffee Shop, and I'm your host, Lindsay Acosta. If you know me, then you know that I love coffee, and The Coffee Shop is where I've had some of my favorite and hardest conversations. I've laughed, cried, mourned, and rejoiced with friends as we sat across from one another, a coffee between us. So I hope you'll pull up a chair to my table and have conversations with me as I talk about all things Jesus related in hopes that it will equip, teach, and empower you in your walk with the Lord. Welcome to the coffee shop. Hey y'all, welcome back to the coffee shop. Today we get the treat of having a friend of mine. Her name is Regan. And I've actually known her since she was about four years old. She was in some of my preschool classes and in some of my um, church preschool classes. So I've known her for quite a while. And she's actually about to turn 18 next week. And she's a senior in high school getting ready to go off to college. So I'm really excited to have her on this podcast um, and just have her share some things and kind of what it's been like to be a teenager in the church and what we can take away from from our teens and how important our teens are to the church itself and to the kingdom. Um, So yeah, um, I'm going to have Regan kind of share just a little bit about herself and um, like if she grew up in church or if she didn't and what that has kind of looked like over the course of her life. Um, So I think I definitely grew up in the church like, I was always at church because that was, like, the daycare I went to. It was, like, a church and a daycare. Yeah. But I don't think, like, because my parents weren't Christians, so it was never really, like, they didn't put me in there because it was, like, a Christian religious place. It was more of, like, the daycare. So I think it was kind of hard because, like, I would do all the lessons and stuff, but it would never, like, spiritually, like, speak to me. Right, right. So I kind of just, like, did, like, the field trips and, like, water day because they had water day for the kids. And I was kind of just there to be there. Yeah. So I think it was kind of hard not having, like, Christian parents. Because all the other kids had, like, Christian parents. So they would, like, learn the Bible verses. And they would go to the camps. And they would, like, really, like, get into the lesson. But I was just kind of, like, there. Because my dad's not religious at all. So it was, like, you know, I couldn't really, like, go home and, like, be like, Oh, I learned this and this and this. Because right. kinda, like, yeah. I didn't really have the parents there to, like, encourage me to, like, take it in yeah yeah but I think now I really like actually grown in church because now I go and it's not just because like oh there's free pizza at youth group it's kind of like I go for the actual lesson and I bring my bible and I bring my notebook and I write down the verses and I highlight stuff and I take notes and I like go home and I'm like mom I learned this at youth group like I actually go because I'm excited to learn right right yeah rather than like the other stuff that comes along with church. Yeah. And I'm even... It, it's so funny to have watched you grow all of mm-hmm. these years. Going from, you know, having that, that four-year-old childlike faith. And not having that foundation at home. And then now you're growing into a woman of God who um, very intentionally seeks out the Lord. And you're spending... Like, like all your time at church right now yeah. and you're you're heavily involved and you're just doing all these things and um and you're actually trying to go to school for ministry yep. too 
So I, I love that even though you didn't have the foundation, you've still been able to plant yourself in the Lord and you're bringing the the word to your family now because even your yeah. mom is now really heavily involved which has been really cool to watch because too i think it was hard because when i first like switched churches because i was so comfortable and used to like everyone knew me at the old church yeah but when i went to my new church it was kind of hard because i seen the kids and they went to church like all throughout their life but they had very religious parents mm-hmm. and they like had faith when they were little yeah yeah so they like knew everything like they know like the whole bible like front to back and it's like they've been to camp every year since like second grade and it was just kind of like I felt like I wasn't like as good as them because I was like well I don't know any of this yeah and it was kind of like I was like the baby of the group in a way but I think it had to happen for me in order to grow because now I kind of see them as an inspiration and then my mom has been like really happy that I brought her to church because when I started going as a teenager in high school it was just me going to youth group and just me going on Sundays and I finally brought her and now she does like small groups and Awana yeah clubs and she, she has does, like, everything. yeah she has um my youngest in her Awana class and he's always cuddled yeah. up with her so yeah it's really cool to see how you know even though you had to make this switch like you had to leave your place of comfort and be uncomfortable in order to grow and it's funny that you say that because this entire season and even like a lot of my podcast episodes um coincidentally have all been about this season of change and stepping out of your comfort zone in order to grow because that's where we do the most growing is when we step out of our comfort zone and that's very evident in your life and in the way that you're growing in the Lord and how you're not allowing being uncomfortable to stop you from that growth. You're actually letting it build you up and make you stronger in your faith, which is really interesting because a lot of teenagers don't do that. A lot of teenagers, once they feel uncomfortable, they're done with it. Um, But it's really cool to see that you've not let it stop you. You've actually let it make you stronger and you're using it to share the word and Jesus with your parents and it's clearly impacting your parents and um I don't know it's just it's been really cool to watch from like this side knowing who you were mm-hmm. to who you are now has has been really special for me I want to stop and talk about kind of what it's like being a teen but also being a Christian like what does that look like kind of at school and in the workplace I feel like at church, it's, like, really easy to be a Christian, obviously, because you're in church and you're filled with, like, other Christ followers. But I feel like then, once you, like, after Sunday, once you go to school, it's kind of like you make, like, a switch to, like, a whole different person. Yeah. Because you're with people who aren't Christians. So it's, like, cursing is very easy to slip up with that as a teenager. And then you're, like, by all these people that do, like, smoking and drinking, and they're, like, oh, do you want to come? And then it's kind of just hard because... My friends know the person I am, so they're always like, well, we're not going to invite her because, you know, she's Little Miss, what would Jesus do? We're not going to invite <laughs> her. And it's like, I don't care because I wasn't going to go anyways. Right, But it's right. kind of hard just to, like, kind of feel left out, but, like, yeah. you know you're not going to go, but you're like, right. it's you get left out of yeah. stuff, and it's just a lot of worldly, like, sins start to come back once you go to school. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to be like the same person you are in church versus at school. Yeah. Because it's like you want to impress people but you also don't want to like. Yeah it's like having that that influence with your friends but 
it's being in the world but not being of the world. Yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah. It's it's really hard to go to school and be a Christian and just kind of have all those influences around you. Right, right. And I think it's natural that we feel left out, especially like when all of our friends are going to do something, mm-hmm. but we know like, you know, Jesus doesn't want me to do this and I'm living for him, not for these people. So mm-hmm. I'm going to decide not to go, but you still feel left out. Like it's a natural yeah. feeling. And I think that, um, a lot of times, you know, we look at the teenagers in the church and we just think that you guys don't have any of these issues that you have yeah. nothing to be worried about. You have nothing to be stressed about, but in reality, like you guys have a lot that you have to deal with. It's hard having that balance of, um, wanting to befriend people and love them and have the opportunity to share Jesus with them and keep that door open, but also not giving in to all of, all of the temptations that are around you. And So do you feel like teens are kind of overlooked in the church? I feel like they definitely can be because I feel like youth group is like a very popular thing for churches to have. Like they have youth group. Yeah. But I feel like that's kind <clears throat> of like the only thing they really have for teens. Like for kids, they'll have like a one of clubs and they'll have like small groups and they'll have like all types of stuff for yeah. them and like BBS. But then adults, it's like they have small groups and they have mission trips and they have all this other stuff. But for teens, it's kind of like, well, we have youth group. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, but so does every other church. Yeah. And they kind of only go over like the gospels and like the same like topics. Right. And it's kind of right. like, don't drink, don't smoke. Yeah. But adults, it's like they really get into a lot of stuff. Yeah. And like nowadays, teens go through like a lot of more yeah. mature things. So I feel like it's kind of hard getting to really grow yeah they're not giving you the fundamentals to grow your faith on it's just the general like don't do this don't do that yeah um I feel like really youth group hasn't changed that much since when I was in youth group I'm 30 now so if that tells you anything it's been a long time (laughs) since I've been in youth group but um that's kind of how it was for us they just Mm -hmm. it was very surface level topics Mm -hmm. um especially if you grew up in church then you already knew like not to do these things or yeah we that's that is what we're supposed to do like when it came to like prayer or reading the bible it was always very surface level but other than that we didn't know like we didn't know that there's different types of prayer or that you should be deep studying the bible or you know the more um in-depth topics that are supposed to build your faith and equip you for being in the world as an adult Mm -hmm. um what do you think churches can do to kind of fix this problem of the teens being overlooked in the church? Um, I feel like definitely getting us out into the community more because I feel like I know how to like talk to my mom about Jesus, but I don't know how to talk to other people who don't know him. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of hard because it's like, I don't know how to have conversations with people about him right. and like introducing him right. to people. And I feel like that would be really good because teens, like, we go to school with a lot of people who aren't religious. Right, yeah. So it would be cool to know how to talk to them and maybe bring them into the church to know Jesus, but I don't know how to do any of that. Right. And I feel like they go over that with, like, adults and stuff, but they don't go over that with teens. Yeah. And I feel like they could definitely do that and, like, missions trips and stuff. Like, getting us out. Yeah, yeah. Stuff that's geared more towards teens. I feel like a lot of churches have really big... Um, children's ministries or like really big um, women's ministries or men's ministries but I feel like a lot of times there's 
not really a huge youth ministry mm-hmm. um or like there's just not a lot geared towards youth and i i feel like that's good like to teach teens how to be out like how do we live outside of the church and how do we bring people in the community to the church or even just to jesus not necessarily you know into the church but just how do we bring jesus to these people it would definitely strengthen the community of the youth group and of the church if if we were doing those things i feel like if we if the churches learned how to maneuver as one body like instead of looking at each individual ministry yeah like okay we have the the children's ministry and that's what they do and then we have the women's ministry and that's what they do and then the youth group goes and does that and the men's ministry does that and our missions does that but instead if we would come together as one body and function as one body i feel like we would get so much more done for the kingdom we would we would be more unified and we would work in a more unified way instead of it being all these not necessarily that it's divisive to have all these things because it's not it's very good to have all of these different um, ministries and groups and things like that but a lot of times we don't work in unity we're just kind of separate all the time right exactly exactly so what do you think are some things that teens are just kind of dying to learn about when it comes to their walk with the lord like what are some really important things that parents or youth pastors or just anybody who comes into contact with their teens um what are some things that they could be teaching their teens in order to strengthen their walk with the lord and equip them for their walk and for being you know outside of the church um i think something that i've struggled with is like i feel like a lot of teens think like if you go to church and if you read like a chapter of your bible then you're like gonna get to heaven but I don't think they realize that it's, like, you have to have a relationship and, like, yeah. know Jesus. And I don't think a lot of teens really know what it means to, like, you have to know Jesus. And right. he has to know you. Right. For you to, like, live with him. And it's not all about, like, just getting to heaven. It's right. It's kind of, like, being with him and having eternal life. So I think if they went over that a little more, I feel like a lot of people, it would, like, click. Yeah. And they yeah. would know more of, like, what to do. Yeah. Because, like, you have to talk to God, and you have to pray to Him, and you have to, like, trust, fully yeah. trust Him. And it's not just, because a lot of my friends at school, they're like, well, I went to church, like, two weeks ago, so I'm fine. And I'm like, but you don't talk yeah. to Jesus. And I feel like a lot of teens go into church, and they think like that. Like, they're right, like, well, I'm right. going to church, so I'm, I'm set. But they don't go home and use yeah. the knowledge that they learn at church mm-hmm. so I feel like if the churches kind of fully like went over that with teens I feel like that would help us yeah a lot. yeah I feel like there's also been this misconception that everybody and anybody even though like even if they've never gone to church before that people automatically know how to be a Christian and yeah. I feel like that comes from you know years and years and years ago it was normal to be a christian that was the norm it was the norm to go to church and to be a bible believing family um and then obviously slowly over the years it's become not the norm um it's you're looked at as odd like you're the odd man out if you go to church Mm -hmm. um and i feel like we've carried over this idea that people know about the lord and even if they've never been to church they already they should know how to be a christian and I was actually leading a small group a few years ago and 
um, we had this girl come in and she knew nothing about any of it. She had never owned a Bible in her life. And it finally dawned on me that like, I grew up in church, so all of this is second nature to me. But other people don't grow up in the church, and they know nothing about this. She didn't even have a Bible. She didn't even know where to get a Bible. Yeah, I was in school, and, like, we had to read, like, a text thing. Mm -hmm. And they were like, who's Noah in the Ark? And I was like, you don't know Noah in the Ark? I was like, that's crazy. Yeah, we have to start. We have to realize that people don't know the Bible like they used to. And that's okay, but it's also our job to to teach them and to especially equip our, our teenagers. And I mean, obviously we want to equip everybody who's in the body of Christ, but we're specifically talking about teens today. What are some other things that you think um, teenagers are dying to learn about or just need to know in order to kind of strengthen their walk with the Lord? Um, I would also say learning, because I think they go over this a lot, but like really knowing how to like, pray and talk to God because I feel like we kind of just like you know thank you for today like yeah very surface level Um, can you just help me with this amen and I feel like I'm struggling with that and I feel like they talk about prayer but they don't really go into detail about how to pray yeah because I feel like my prayers only last like 10 minutes at most and like I see adults like they've been learning and practicing and they pray for like an hour and a half. I'm like, I don't know how you do that. Right. And I feel like it would be really good for teens to also get that type of level of like conversation about prayer. Well, if you're already equipped to be a prayer warrior by the time you're a teenager, I can't even imagine what you would be as an adult. I heard this one story about this grandma who her, her son had um, a bunch of tumors and, um, while he was at the hospital, she was praying like she is, this woman was on fire for the Lord. I mean, when you think prayer warrior, it was that grandma, like she was the prayer warrior. And, um, she was praying that night, like his, his surgery was for 12 hours and the whole night she stayed up and prayed. And at one point, um, she was praying and the Lord kept telling her, stand on my word. And she was like, I am standing on your word. Like, that's what I'm doing right now. And he was like, no, stand on my word. She physically put the Bible on the floor and stood on top of it and, like, was praying all these things. She prayed that angels would um, obviously, like, uh, come around her grandson and protect him and things like that. And he could physically feel the angels. Like, I'm like, I want that type of relationship with the Lord in my prayer life That's where I can call crazy. down angels and other people can feel them. Like, and... um. I, and I love that even though, like, we can have the faith of a mustard seed and pray those things and it will happen. Um, but I also feel like there's something to be said about learning how to pray very intentionally and fervently and intercede for people and things like that. Mm-hmm. And if we could teach teens in the church or even children in the church how to do these things, by the time they're adults, it's something that is second nature to them. And they don't have to sit here and question. They, have, they don't have to sit here and build up these things that they very well could have already built up when they were Mm -hmm. kids and teenagers um I think we could really see a change for the kingdom if we intentionally equipped our teenagers in their walk with the Lord even just in the fundamentals like praying or reading the bible or serving other people in the community I feel like a lot of teens want to start going to church yeah but they're kind of like, I don't want my friends to think I'm, like, weird. Yeah. Or they might have, like, a situation like me where their parents aren't religious. 
So they're kind of scared of, like, what their parents would think. Yeah. And I just want to say, like, you said you can have the faith of a mustard seed. Like, you just really need to realize that God is only looking at you. He's not looking at all the other people around you. And if you feel called to go, then that's God. Like, you need to go. Because that's how it was, like, when I started going back to my old church. I had already been out for, like, three years. Like, I hadn't been in forever. But that's when I started actually growing in my faith and, like, intentionally going for God and I feel like it was the best decision I ever made and now it's like my friends are asking me what church I go to my parents like my mom's going now they see the light of Jesus in you now and I feel like it's definitely a good decision to put like in your head and to go with and I just want to say that you should definitely go and not think about what other people are going to say yeah because at the end of the day when your time comes yeah it's not going to be anybody else it's just right you and jesus and that's the only thing that's going to matter yeah yeah what would you say to to other kids who are growing up in you know non-religious homes like either both christians don't or both either both parents don't believe or one parent doesn't believe um what what advice would you give them i would definitely say to try to kind of get out into the Christian community, like kind of try to find maybe like an older adult at church that you can talk to or maybe another teen and just be like, try to surround yourself with more Christ. Yeah. Like in like brothers and sisters in the Lord. Yeah. Because like you can have one good friend and that's the only friend you're going to need. And I feel like definitely try to surround yourself because it doesn't necessarily have to be your parents. Yeah. Or like, an adult leader. Right. Like, even just the friend at school that you know goes to church. Yeah. Maybe yeah. just, like, have a one, like, one good friend. And also, never be afraid to ask questions. Yeah. Because oh, when I first went, I was nervous. Like, I didn't want to ask about anything. Because I was like, I'm going to look stupid. Because I don't know anything. These kids have known it. And these parents have known it. And these adults have known it forever. But definitely don't be afraid to ask questions. And, like, ask about stuff. Because yeah. I didn't even have a Bible when I went. But yeah. I asked. And I ended up getting like one from the church but then another person ended up buying me one and I I bring it everywhere um I just want to say to any parents that are listening your support of your teens matters and you showing them that church is important matters they're going to learn it from you first and if you're not equipping your teens to be strong in the Lord and to have a strong walk with the Lord they're going to learn things from the world. And same goes for all the other adults that are in church and all of the ministry leaders who come into contact with teenagers. Our job is to equip these teens and to teach them about the Lord. And we need to be teaching them more than just surface level cookie cutter topics about Christianity. Like I know we think that Either they can't handle it or it's too much for them or they won't understand it. Believe me, your teens can understand it. And if they can't, take the time to explain it to them. But ultimately, it's their salvation we're talking about. It's a salvation issue. And if we're not willing to step in the gap for them and teach them these things, it very well might be a salvation issue. Um, So I definitely want to encourage everybody that listened to today's episode to intentionally equip 
the teens that you come into contact with, even if it's just sending them a Bible verse every day or checking on a teen that you know or things like that. Because like we've kind of talked about over this episode, our teens do kind of get overlooked in the church and they are an intricate part of the body of Christ. Without our teenagers, we wouldn't have adults who serve. Like all of these teenagers who are in our church, they are going to become the next line of pastors, the next generation of ministry leaders, the next generation of missionaries and uh, community leaders and teachers and first responders and all of the things. Um, And if we're not equipping them, we are doing them a disservice. Um, So I just really want to encourage you guys to start stepping into that role and just begin helping to equip them for their walk with the Lord. Thanks for listening to this week's episode on The Coffee Shop. I'd love to connect with you more on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. See y'all next week.